This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three, butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Welcome to the Silver Six and Black. Six in a row. As we hit the streets, uh, the, the Spurs running around up there in Oklahoma City land in the middle of a tournament. I wonder what their their, their stadium, their, their floor is going to look like up there. I hope it's City. all blue. Look, I I it's going to be. Uh, but see, I know all blue court is going to give you anxiety. It, they all do, Rudy. It's hard for me to watch, the, the, especially the Bulls court. It's just it's, it's hard. Too much. It's too like, much. So you just put the little trophy in the middle and then move on. No, I'm not against what they're doing. Legit, no, I like the I trophy like in the middle. I do. I like everything that they're doing. It's just too much red. It's just I can't see the ball. I, I, you know, it's just and red is anxiety. It's an anxiety it color. It is. It's one of those things that I don't like. Right. But as the Spurs head up to Oklahoma City, they're coming off two consecutive losses at home. Uh, five consecutive. Yeah. That where we are. Five consecutive losses on the whole. Uh, Wimby's effect on the team and the league has been pretty consistent. The guy's falling ass backwards into twenty eight. Four and two. I mean, that's just what we can. I mean, I'm just rounding no, around no, yeah. there. But it's actually nineteen, yeah. three and two and. See, I'm giving her too much credit for rebounding. No, 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 I'm sorry. Twenty points because I'm rounding up. That's what we were yeah. taught. Twenty points, nine boards, three assists, two blocks. So twenty-four, twenty-eight, and three. That yeah. That that. Let's first of all, let's give the flowers. That's freaking ridiculously good. It's all right. Well, it's all right for. For uh, I guess my a guy like Wimby, my expectations are too high. I thought it would be more around twenty five, and, and you know what? You're right. It should be twenty five, twelve. Um, this is the this is the true witchcraft of coaching. We talked about this in the last hour. Uh, I want you to listen to Coach Greg Popovich as he. Uh, do we have the sound on this? No, just no. a quote. Um, my bad. I thought. No, I'd, you good? Um. How do you handle a superstar? How do you handle an unquantified thing? How how do you get a guy to be a success when you even you as a coach don't know what he's capable of? It, it I think when you have a guy that you're trying to keep in the fold for 20 years, you kind of got to let him find his way a little bit and you know the pops quote was we promised ourselves as a staff we were going to watch him for a while rather than, I mean, he's 19 years old. Instead of deciding we're going to work on this and this and this and you're going to do this, we probably should watch him play for a while and see where he feels more comfortable, see where he's more successful, where on the court he does this, that, and the other. So we start working on basics like balance and pivoting, that sort of thing. But as far as anything else, we just want to observe for a while and make sure we don't skip steps but don't overcoach right off the bat. That is pop on the approach to Victor Wimbanyama. I think it's brilliant, but I also think it's nearly impossible. Why? Why do you think it's why not just let him play? Because I've raised sons, and I've I know what you you want to do, yeah, and you want to observe and let them and let them learn on their own, and they got to learn that stove is hot. You're gonna have to, you know, I can tell you, but you're gonna have to touch it, find out how hot that stove is. It's easy to sit back and go, we're gonna watch and see how you develop. And then, or not develop, just see what he likes, and well, then coach so, around see, what he yeah, likes. Look, you're, he's a I nineteen-year-old kid; he don't know what he likes and what's good for him. Well, I think the the first observation is they probably love the fact 
that he's, I know for a fact, Pop loves the fact that he's gotten over himself and yeah. that he's willing to make the right play. But I think a part of them is also sitting there on their hands saying, no, don't pass that. No, what you said, Rudy, is more correct than what I said because he, Pop wouldn't even be saying what he's saying if he didn't trust the fact that Wimby is listening to him. You know what I mean? True. He wouldn't even say that. Right. Unless he knew for the fact that what, what Pop is asking him to do, he's doing. You know what I mean? Right, right, I don't right. think that there's been any hesitation for Wimby to buy in. So I will give him the credit and saying, you're right. But I also know what a successful NBA player does. What's that? Well, one is that he doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, I can tell you what, what successful players do. I'm not going to define how you do that, but I can tell you there's certain thing that successful NBA players do. One is shot selection. Which I'm not mad at the shot selection. Uh, yeah, nah, when you're Are you talking eight, about go, not go shooting enough? No, no you I think about? he doesn't shoot enough. But I think he's shooting too much in the wrong spaces. And sometimes I think when you let people go and find their own niche and fill the room with their own idiom, uh, you pick up bad habits. And that's the kind of thing that, while it's it's easy to say, I just want him to grow into himself. You know, I see a lot of off-balance jumpers. I see some quick-minded threes because you feel like you need to. I see a fear, a reticence to establish yourself in the paint. I don't see a demand for the ball. There's some things that, yeah, I see you growing into yourself, but I'd like you to grow into that. Well, the problem is, Rob, if you're not, if if they're kind of taking the hands off approach, like, hey, let's just see what he wants to do. Then that means everybody on the floor has to kind of put him in the right positions. Yes. And, when, and when we don't have a real point guard right now to kind of dictate what how things are going. And, you know, I heard perfect example. Shaq said, you know, me and Gary Payton ended up getting traded from Miami because Gary Payton wouldn't listen to Pat Riley. And what I, he meant by that was Pat Riley being the huddle, calling up this play. Gary Payton would get on the floor and say, I ain't doing that. I'm going to go down, and I'm going to give the ball to Shaq. And, and, Shaq and Shaq's going to either go one-on-one and dunk, or he's going to draw the double and kick. We don't. The Spurs don't have that guy right now that says, I don't give a damn what y'all are talking about. There's a seven-foot-five guy right here that I'm going to get the ball to and let him dictate what how the offense is going to run right now. And again, I get it. They're all coachable people. Pop calls a play, you run the play. I get all of that. But there also has to be that moment where you say, what? No. Go sit. Go right there. Go right. Go stand right there and don't move until I tell you to move. And I'm going to get you the ball. And then you operate how you feel need to operate because we know you're going to make the right play. We know you'll give the ball up if need be. But there's not. They don't have that floor general. Is there's a guy a good, out there at the point guard, but there's not a floor general. A there's a two thing? different things. Is it a good or bad thing right now in his development that he doesn't have that? It's a good thing because I think it's, there is some it, good it, to it's it. It's a good to it only because it's like let's just see, let's just see what happens. Like you know, you're not gonna be what are they three and seven right now? You're not gonna be. They're not. They were never gonna be ten and zero. They were never gonna be ten and zero. So like you know, let's let's figure some things out again. Let's give it to the 20 game mark. Let's get to a quarter of the way through the season before we start, you know, throwing our hands in the air and talking about making changes. And, you know, with the injury bug biting the Spurs tonight, it looks like I know Shohan is out with right abductor tightness. Um, Trey Jones is questionable with the hammy and Keldon Johnson is questionable with the right knee. 
So maybe because of injury, they're forced to try some other things, and maybe something works. Yes, uh, because they're but, uh, definitely going to be forced to try some different things if this lineup if is Jeremy's what we're out and Keldon's out. And I, you know what? I appreciate this. Now, is this truly injury, or is this another opportunity for no, Pop? Don't to do let, that. Well, the reason I bring this up is yesterday the commissioner, um, Mr. Silver, our favorite commissioner in all sports. Uh, was talking about the NBA and things where they are, how it's being described, and how uh, commission, the commissioner would like the NBA to be perceived. Uh, listen to this. We can all do a better job. And again, I'm not just pointing to the media here. He's talking more about the game. And I also, my frustration a bit, I think sometimes that the color commentary in our games gets reduced to this team wanted it more or, you know, this team tried harder as opposed to like, there's really complex defenses. Like what's the offense? Like, why is this team losing the way they are? Like, why is this team successful? Explain what the pick and roll is. Explain, you you know, it's, it's funny as our friend, Chris Paul is always saying, you know, what does ice mean? What does blue mean? Like explain what's happening on the court, because I think there is this sense that unlike in football, where the coaches are viewed as these field generals going out there with the complex schemes then in basketball there's a sense that it's just about athleticism you know or you know somehow the coach's job is just to get the guys to play hard as opposed to these incredibly sophisticated defenses offenses i think use another network example i think kenny smith when he goes to that board is a great example of helping explain the game visually graphically to people to understand what's happening on the floor there's so much to unpack on that little tiny statement from uh, Silver. He was on, uh, I want to give credit to the podcast. Let's dig it up. What do we have, Edwin? It was JJ Reddick. It's Reddick's podcast? Yeah. Podcast? What's it called? Other than the Reddick podcast? Three men, three and man and old. I yeah. Think, or something like that. Something. Well, he JJ was Reddick. yesterday. That's JJ Reddick's. Okay. So first off, um, the way that it, the, the, the league is described, and I want to apply this to the Spurs here, because the we, what's our injury report look like today? Did, did the, Trey is questionable. Well, Keldon's we knew he was injured. Showhands out, and Sohan is definitely out. Yeah. There's two or three other guys that are, but those guys were never. They're, they're anyway. all San Antonio yeah. star, Spurs. Yeah, I they mean, were never Austin Spurs. Uh, they were never playing. Anymore. And we're ten games in, nine games in. We're already dealing with you know little little you know things. Not they're probably every one of them legit, but that's. When you talk about how we're supposed to describe the Spurs or any NBA team, and instead of talking about who played harder and that kind of stuff, why do we have rules forcing you to get guys to play? I mean, that that is a legitimate thing. I mean, 65 games is now the minimum for people who want to get a big contract. That should, that's a rule now because you've got guys who don't want to play. We know that in the, in the early season, the harder playing teams win. We, we know I that. Mean, I mean, the, that goes without saying. The Spurs load managed quite a bit last oh year. Oh my gosh. That load management is now part of the game. I don't think we're questioning coaches and their, you know, making their guys play harder. But when you talk about the Spurs and finding new things, sometimes it's better guys aren't on the court. Tonight, I don't have a problem if Sohan's not there. I'd like to see what Plan C is. But I think what Silver said is he wants more of what we were just doing for the first 10 minutes of this segment, kind of like breaking down the game versus just saying, well, Keldon just don't have the heart. You know why he doesn't want us to do that? Because the game, as it's growing, there's an education factor to folks that live in wherever the international game is going to go in their eyes. 
there is an education factor to the NBA that I think Silver thinks we're overlooking the new fan, and we got to indoctrinate the new fan and how the game is played. And I get it, but that's the hardcore fan. You don't need to describe to me the pick and roll. I, I, I get an told, idea. What Adam told us, he, and again, Adam is a really nice guy. What Adam just tried to tell the media is, y'all really don't know basketball. And all y'all doing is saying that, well, this guy played, didn't play hard. This guy don't have rings. You know what I mean? And Adam, that was Adam's nice way of telling the media, like, look, I don't like y'all's approach to my game. And I don't really think y'all know what you're talking about. I remember Mark Cuban was on with Skip Bayless and he turned Skip Bayless inside out because they were asking about this was right after the 06 mm-hmm. championship. And Cuban was like, well, what, what, what were we doing, Skip? Why was LeBron just passing? Why was he deferring? No, this was 11. After 11. I'm sorry. This was after 11. Like, well, why was he deferring, Skip? And Skip was like, well, he he was shrinking in the moment. No, we were doing this. And, you know, Cuban went all into the woods as to what they were doing to cause LeBron to fold up like a lawn chair in the 2011 finals. It wasn't just LeBron. What Cuban was trying to say wasn't just LeBron shrinking. It's a lot of, and exactly what Silver said, there's a lot of complex schemes and stuff that the naked eye that we're not going to see. Like, I don't know Pop's defense, like, with the naked eye just watching the game. I'm just watching the game. Like, I don't know what they're doing with Wimby. Like, well, now I know they're not doing anything. They're letting them play. I don't know how they're trying to get uh, Devin Vassell open or when they're trying to get Keldon open or what they're doing to make Wimby a weapon on defense. And those are the things that Adam Silver wants us to talk about when we're talking about Wimby and his impact on the game just on the court. Not just saying, oh, well, he ain't playing hard or he's soft. Or he's just getting pushed off. Adam wants us to dig deeper as the media as to what Wimby's doing, Rob. Yeah. You don't agree? No, I think he's right in wanting that. It ain't going to happen. See, that's the part that Adam doesn't get. He don't get our side of it. Our side is like Stephen A. Smith is never going to come on first take and break down complex defenses. Like, it's not what people want to see. Like, I hear we're at, and I think there, look, I know for a fact, especially with Cowboy fans, there is places where you can go where that is readily available, where you can get like, well, this is what we're doing with Tyron. This is what the linebackers are doing. This is why this play didn't work. Like there is millions of places, Adam, where you can get what you want from the media. Now they're not on the biggest stages, and that's for a reason. Well, because most yeah. people don't because most people we don't, don't want to see the sausage made. Yeah. I just want to have a fine. You gotta meal. be just, really into it. Yeah. Like I know for a fact there's places you can go and get that. But I, I don't. I think Adam. I get where Adam's coming from, Rob. And I, I do. I understand it. Like he's he's protecting his players. This is LeBron and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul telling him, "Hey, man, we don't. I hate the way they cover us. They just talk about championships and they just say we ain't playing hard. They don't really know about basketball. Go defend uh-huh. us." And Adam, being the players' commissioner that he is, that was his way of going once again for about the twentieth time under his tenure of defending the player. And given where we sit now with gambling, and when your when your dollars are looking at a game where you see a guy not trying, yeah, it's going to come. You're, we're going to be upset with effort when when literally there's a there is a line on your effort that I'm gambling right. on. That there is a line that tells me they think because of your effort you're going to get eight rebounds, and I see you standing still, and I don't see that effort. I'm going to talk about it. Because you've made your bet about with gambling. It's not just about the teams anymore. I'm betting on dudes and what they do individually. I don't care if they win. My guy better get 20 points. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's the fine line that they are toting in the NBA Mm -hmm. is, 
Like y'all are making it readily available for guys to bet on these players every night. Their hustle stats, those yeah. things that really matter. And that's matter. why people are being criticized because, mm-hmm. like, dude, you suck. You can't even get 11 points. Right. I had a bet on you getting 11 points. You couldn't even do it. Because before, I didn't even know whether you had 11 or not. Right. All I knew is we won or we lost. Now I got money on you individually and the team. So when I question your effort because I didn't see you charge that 12th rebound that would have made my parlay, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. That's the bet you made. That's where we're going. And the the, the, the battle tonight is worthy. This is one of those made-for-basketball bets when you got Chet and and Wimby going at it. It's the future. you got 15-foot of center going at each other tonight, and the numbers bear out that they are both having a huge effect on Um, the league. Right now, Wimby, again, 29 and three blocks. Holmgren is at 16, eight, and almost three blocks, but the difference is Holmgren shooting 55% from field, 50% from three, 90% 90% from the free throw line, whereas Wimby's shooting 45 from the field. 30. <laughs> a putrid 30% from three and only 77% from the field. Now, I mean from the free throw line. Now, I think Wimby's taking more shots. A lot more outside the arc for sure. Yeah, Wimby's taking more shots than him. But, you know, would you, is this who you got in the, who you got in the early lead as rookie of the year? Oh, even though Wimby. What? The Wimby effect is real. I'm not saying he's playing better than Chet. I'm not. I'm no, not. Chet has Giddy and Shea. Mm-hmm. Chet is a, Chet surrounded by a better, a more mature team, should I say. And he's not asked to do nearly the same things. He's asked to do a lot, but right. he's not asked to do the same things. He doesn't have the ball in his hand nearly as much as Chet does. Right. I mean, as Wimby does. It's just a very different usage rate. But the way they play each other is going to be interesting. The way... Wimby is, you know, he's a three. In the first ten games of the season, he is a small forward. That's the position he's playing. Right. You can tell us whatever you want him to be, but he's playing another three along the other way from Keldon. And the substitution pattern shows me it's a three because the guy that comes in and replaces him, it ain't another big. It's a, Something's missing, though, when, when we look at the defense, Rob, because they're worst in the league as far as the Spurs go, 124 games. They're worst in the league at giving up the three. They're letting teams shoot 41% from three. And they're a league worse is when it comes to points per game. Considering all the talk around what they were what they were doing defensively and the strides that they made defensively through the first 10 games to be dead last. Well, uh, here's the thing you're going to run into when you have a Wimby. You're going to you're going to face a lot of threes. You're just going to see a lot more threes when you got Wimby because they ain't getting in the paint. The, the, no, the whole he affects, idea. No, he is, affects that for sure. And we've played two games, especially that Pacer game. They were unconscious. I mean, the Pacers were. Oh, li- yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, there I, was nothing you could do about that. There are some nights, and I think I've seen a couple of nights where the team we played was unconscious. Now, we aided in that, but I think the Spurs are going to see more threes all season long just because when Wimby's patrolling the paint. Everything's about moving the ball. If you're the coaching man, you got to swing three passes. We want to get Wimby tired playing defense, and we're going to hit the open three because eventually they're going to they're going to break apart. So yeah. I think the Spurs are going to face more of that than than they have in the past. So we kind of got to get over that stat. Uh, I think Wimby's shots are going to fall, but when when Pop was talking about what we're doing with it, he is working on the things you want him to work on. Uh, I can't imagine what Wimby would look like if he had right now Giannis's body. So you're working on his body balance because he takes a lot off balance jumpers because he feels like he has to and you know square your feet and do all of that those little things come he's going to be he's a 30 percent 35 to 40 percent three-point shooter that's what he is you can see it it's coming it's coming if uh 
this is what I'll say. Since Sohan is out, I'd like to see I'd like to see Chetty start. And I'd like to see Devontae Graham get about 15 to 20 minutes just to see what he has. Just to see if Trey is going to be out and we know Sohan's out because Trey's questionable. Sohan is out as of right now. If those two guys are out, I'd move to, I mean, considering, you know, what? Sohan 6'8", Chetty 6'7", 6'8". Let Chetty move into that spot. He handles the ball well. And let Devontae Graham come off the bench and give you some minutes. I don't know why they – I think that's going to happen. I know, and that's why – that exactly, and that's why – They've lost five in a row because we're just doing the same things over and over. But this is my thing. You traded every other veteran because you're like, hey, I'm going to go give you all the chance to Josh Richardson and uh, Reggie Bullock. Like, hey, I'm going to go give you all the chance to get out of, um, what was it, campaign. You had campaign. You let him get out of here too. What's the point of keeping Devontae Graham on this team? If you're not going to use him, then get rid of him and go get a second round or first round pick. Why do we have Devontae Graham on this team if they're not going to play him? I don't know how much that suspension went into this. I don't understand his usage right yeah, now. I, don't I just have like, to assume there's not, more coming. He's, he's got all DNPs, I, yeah, well, except I, for the blowout. Yeah, I, I have to assume there's more coming there. I think that four games kind of okay. set him back. That's the only thing I can consider there. All right. When you talk about the substitution pattern uh, – let Chetty I, start tonight. I, you know, I, I think he's trying to establish a, a substitution routine with Chetty. I don't think I would throw him into the starting yeah, lineup. I think he's your six permanent man. six man. But I, I would expect to see a little bit more of your straightforward offense without Sohan in there. I, I do think Malachi had a heck of a third and fourth quarter. I Malachi think he, probably he did a good again. job at, at point guard, better than I expected him. And I think I'd like to ride that wave a little bit more. And you, I would have in, him in there. Uh, a lot more with Sohan out. He would be my legitimate starting point guard. And then I'd go find Bassey, and I'd go old school on this. I, I would go legitimate old school. They didn't play much against Miami. They no. like six minutes. And, and it was unfortunate. I think they were afraid of the athleticism. Bam. I don't think oh. they felt like Bassey could get out there. That's silver and black. We do it on the hour at 7 o'clock every day. Make sure you're with us and set that appointment. 